to glory land. It won't be long until I take the hand of Jesus Christ with a great big smile. We sit right down and talk a while. Charles Watson was born again on May 23, 1975, at the California Men's Colony. His transformation can best be described as amazing grace. Here's one of his messages from his early years of ministry. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Amen. Praise the Lord. Open your Bibles to Acts chapter 4. If you like, I'd like for you to hold them there this morning as we continue in the sermon. Acts chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. The apostles ended up in jail. They were under heavy persecution because of the miracle that had been done upon the lame man in Acts 3, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. It says, And as they spake unto the people, the priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them, and they put them in jail. You know, these apostles, as they were in jail that day, they wasn't thinking about being in jail, they weren't thinking about fear, what somebody else would think. But they were thinking the things of God. They were filled with the Holy Ghost, filled with the Holy Spirit, praise the Lord. In Acts chapter 2, verses 1, we're told about that Holy Spirit. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were full of the Holy Ghost. The prophecy of Joel, but not only Joel, came forth. The prophecy of Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 11 verse 19 says, And I will give them one heart. And I will put a new spirit within you. That's you, my brothers, on the day of Pentecost. And I will take the stony heart out of their flesh and will give them a heart of flesh that they may walk in my word and keep my commandments and do them. And they shall be my people and I will be their God. He was not only a God to Peter, but he's our God. He's our Father, hallelujah. The Spirit of God, the Word of God, the Holy Ghost, Jesus, has come down inside of us to live. I tell you, you need to shout about that. He's here today inside of our bodies here. And He's come inside of me, and He's come inside of you. And He's made us a new man, a new man. But oh, Jesus told us over in Mark chapter 4, he said, when the word goes forth, when the spirit goes forth, and the seeds are planted in the hearts of man, some are going to fall upon the wayside. Some are going to fall upon the stony ground. Some are going to fall upon the farms. And some's going to fall upon good ground. 
Well, I'm here to say today that it's fallen upon good ground in my heart. And I believe it's fallen upon good ground in your heart. And I don't believe we can use the old excuse, well, I just got an old stony heart. It just didn't fall as in good a ground as it did you. Well, it did. Here it says that the seed fell upon stony ground in 416 of Mark. And when they had heard the word immediately, they received it with gladness, like we see down at some of these altar calls. And they have no root in themselves, and so endured but for a time afterwards. Then affliction and persecution arrived for the word's sake, and immediately they were offended. These men were born again. But you don't have to stay offended. You don't have to stay under tribulation. You don't have to stay under distress. You don't have to be in jail with your head hanging down. You don't have to be in jail sick and diseased and tired and run down. You can be a conqueror. That's what Jesus came for. Jesus came and as Peter was preaching, they were under condemnation right there. The rulers, after they began to speak in other tongues, came out and said, these men are drunk with wine. They're drunk with wine. So Peter said, no, we're not drunk with wine. That's the old thing that we used to do. We're full of the Holy Ghost. The prophecy of Joel has come forth. We're full of the Holy Ghost. And in chapter 2, the prophecy of Joel reads that in the latter days, that's now, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That's happened, my brother. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy. These are things that are for today. The spirit is poured out today and it's for you. God wants you to begin to stop thinking about that old way of life, those old things that you're accustomed to being under and begin to think about the new thing. That's God's thing. That's God's Holy Spirit in this world today. That's the new thing. How did that new thing come about? Well, the new thing came about when Jesus came and overcame the old thing. He overcame the old devil so that we can overcome the devil now. My brother came in this morning. I don't mean to use him as a, as a mockery or anything like that, but he came in saying that he was under distress and had a headache and his wife was in trouble. And he says, in the world, it says you shall have tribulations, but I said, be of good cheer, my brother. Be of good cheer. Jesus has overcome the world. He's overcome the world. He's overcome Satan. You don't have to go for that old thing anymore. There's a new thing that God wants you to do. He wants you to step out in the power of His Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And He made that possible through the death, the burial, and the resurrection as Peter continued to preach here on the day of Pentecost. He said that Jesus of Nazareth, who was approved by God, you crucified Him. You slain him, but God raised him from the dead. And when he raised him from the dead, he loosed the pains of death. He destroyed death. He destroyed Satan. He destroyed sin so that we could have the victory. It goes on to say that he was exalted to the right hand of God. And then he received the promise of the Holy Ghost. And then he shed it out upon us today so that we could have that same victory as he got for us upon the cross so that we could walk in that victorious life. As he preached that message that day, as many of you may be thinking today, well, what shall I do? What shall I do? What shall I do? 
Well, the first thing that you need to do, you need to recognize that you need to do something. You need to do something. That's one thing. You need to do something. And what did he say to do? He said, first of all, he said to repent. In other words, to come out of the old way into a new way. Now, what kind of old way were they into? They were thinking traditionally. They were thinking all kinds of Old Testament, Old Covenant ways. And Peter was saying, you've got to begin to think new. They were under the old law. They were under the old covenant. They needed to change their way of thinking from the way they were to begin to think like God wants them to think now. And that's the same thing God wants you to do. Repent. He wants you to change your way of thinking. And once you change your way of thinking and say, yes, I accept Jesus as my Savior, God will change your heart. And after he changes your heart and you get into the Word of God, he'll change your will. And then it won't be your old will, but it will be God's new will, and you'll be walking in the Word of God, doing the things that Jesus said for you to do, and not according to what your old will said to do. We're not in the old will anymore. We're in the new will. We're in the new covenant. We're in the New Testament. We've repented of our sins. And John says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health. God wants you to prosper. He wants you to prosper physically. He wants you to prosper materially. He wants you to prosper financially. He wants you to prosper in every way that there is in the kingdom of God. He wants the body of Christ to prosper. But he says it will be according as your soul, as your mind begins to prosper. You've got to change your way of thinking, brother. You've got to change your way of thinking. You got a new rules of life to follow now. You no longer follow your old life anymore, your old way of thinking anymore. God wants to do a new thing. And as long as you think the way you think today, God is not going to do that new thing because some of you out there aren't thinking the way God's thinking. Because God wants to do one thing and you want to do another. But repent, my brother. Change your will. Change your way of thinking because you will not prosper any more than your mind is prospering today. Your mind's got to be renewed to the image of God. The scriptures say, Behold, I am a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. That's what happened when Peter and John began to walk out. And they walked into that temple. They wasn't thinking about what they couldn't do. They were thinking about what they could do. They wasn't thinking about what the name of Jesus couldn't do. But they walked into that temple. They saw that lame man laying down there. They knew Jesus had said, this is my will for you to use my name. And they took that will and they used it. And they said, in the name of Jesus, rise and be healed. And that man went walking and leaping and praising God. And those men were amazed. Why? Because they were walking in their old will. That's why. But there was a new will came along. There was a new thing that came along. Those men couldn't understand the new thing. And they said, what is this, this new thing? They said, by the name of Jesus and faith in that name, whom God has raised from the dead, he is what made this man strong. Faith is by him, hath given this man perfect soundness in the presence of you all. They were walking in that new thing. They were walking in that name. The prophet Isaiah said, and the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness and all the kings of glory. And thou shalt be called a new name. Thou shalt be called a new name. Again he said in Isaiah 65, 15, I'll call my servants by another name. 
You're a Christian today. You're a Christ-like one. That's your name. Let me hear you say, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. That's my name. I have a new name. Not only written down in heaven, but now I have a new name. I'm a Christian. Because that other comforter has come. That other comforter has come and he has filled you with the Holy Ghost and you're a Christian. The disciples were moving out in the book of Acts. They were first called Christians in Antioch because they were full of the Holy Ghost and faith. My name is Christian. I'm married to Christ. I am more than a conqueror. I'm full of the Holy Ghost and I'm walking in the love of God. Overpowering everything that's of the devil because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm a Christian. I believe in the will of God. I walk by the word of God. I don't walk by fear. I walk in perfect soundness in the name of Jesus because my name is Christian. Hallelujah. In chapter 4, that's why they weren't fearful. When they got put in jail, they didn't have anything to fear. It says the men heard the word, 4-4. Four, four, and they believed the word. And the number of them was about 5,000. Just because of that one miracle. That's what happened. That was the new thing. The new thing was that Jesus rose from the dead. The new thing was that miracles began to take place. The new thing was that people began to come into the body of Christ and move out in power. That was the new thing. A new thing had taken place. Peter and John was brought before the rulers this day, it says. The rulers, that was the old thing. They were trying to get them under the old thing, but they were walking in a new thing. And the rulers asked them in verse number 7, it says, And when they were set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? What name have you done this? Then it says here, Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost. Peter was filled with the Holy Ghost. Listen to this. Peter was full of the Holy Ghost, filled with the Holy Ghost, bubbling over with the Holy Ghost, walking in the power of God. That wasn't the old Peter. Remember the old Peter back in the Gospels. He was rebuked by Jesus for not wanting Jesus to go to the cross. And Jesus said to Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. That was the old Peter. Peter took his eyes off Jesus when he was walking out upon water and he sunk. That was the old Peter. Peter didn't want Jesus to wash his feet. That was the old Peter. Peter was full of self. He was full of what he thought. He was impulsive. He was full of rashness. He was afraid. And he was a total person that didn't have any power whatsoever because he was running his own life. He was the old Peter. He denied Jesus three times. He followed Jesus afar off, afraid when Jesus was going to the cross. He went and stood around the camp with all the enemies there. He, he, evil association in his life. And then he did an open denial of Jesus Christ. He rejected Jesus totally. And these traits were the exact opposite of what Jesus was doing. That was the old Peter. Are any of us walking like the old Peter today? Are we walking the opposite of the way Jesus wants us to walk and then wonder why all this garbage is in our life and coming upon our life and why we're not prosperous? Because your mind is not the mind of Christ. That's why. But then we see Peter filled with the Holy Ghost. The other side of the cross, another Peter filled with another comforter. Inside Peter, he had the power to lay down his life. He didn't have any fear. 
He wasn't walking in the old covenant or the old will, but he was walking in the new will. He was walking to the cross. He was on the new way. He was doing a new thing, a new thing that had never been done before. That was Peter. He was doing Jesus. He was doing the Word. He was thinking like Jesus and walking in the power of the Holy Ghost. He had a new will about him. That was the new thing. Not the old will, the way you would go out and do something, but the way Jesus would go out and do something. He had a new heart about him. The Word of God to him, everything that Jesus said, he began to do and put it into practice. And when he did it, it had a result that Jesus said it would have. And that's the same thing that I have today, a result, if you'll begin to do it. Jeremiah 31, 33, as God said through him, I will put a new word. I will put my word, my word into your heart, into their inward parts, and write it upon their hearts, and will be their God, and they shall be my people. We shall be God's people. We shall be a people that thinks like God thinks. But in order to think like God thinks, you've got to read the Word to see how He thinks. He was walking in a new commandment, a new thing, a new love that had never been before, an agape love, laying down his life for his brother. That's the way Peter was walking. Peter was a new man. He had put on the new man, which is after God, created in righteousness, righteousness and holiness. That was the new Peter. Hallelujah. He had put on Jesus. And then in Acts 4, 8 to 12, you can see as he was full of the Holy Ghost, he spake as the Spirit gave him utterance. He spake in that selfsame hour, according to Luke 12, 12, that the Spirit would give him utterance in that selfsame hour that he needed it. And he spake out and he said, Ye rulers and people and elders of Israel, verse 9, if we be this day examined the good deed done to the impotent man by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you, Mr. Ruler, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you, builders, which has become the head of the corner, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name given among men whereby we must be saved, saved, changed from the old way to the new way. That way saved means to be liberated from your old way of thinking, liberated from the way of the devil, freed from the devil. You're given a victory. It means that you're, you begin to be healed. You're healed in the name of Jesus because he arose from that dead. You've been given health. You've been preserved in the name of Jesus. You receive salvation and goodness. You've been converted, in other words. You've heard that word, right? You've been converted. The word convert means to restore, to revive, to heal, to renew, to take a complete about face and go towards the other direction. And that's exactly what Jesus did when he went down in the grave. He got down there going one way and he beat that devil up. He stopped him and he came up out of that grave and he took an about face for you and for me and through the Holy Spirit today. You can take that about face by just having Jesus in your life. That's Jesus. That's what Jesus did for you. A saved person, he thinks different. That's what I'm trying to tell you this morning. He thinks different. He thinks the word. He dies to his old way of thinking. You say, well, why do you sing, will you die for my Jesus? Or will I die for my Jesus? Jesus already died for me on the cross. But you got something to die to today, your old way of thinking. And take on Jesus' way of thinking, and when you do, you'll be on your knees crying. Because it'll cut to heart. 
and it'll cut that flesh out of there. It'll take your old way of thinking out, and it'll put in a new way of thinking, the Word of God. Then we can be saved. We're redeemed from the enemy. We're redeemed from the curse of the law. His divine plan has, has come into action. And because of this plan of pouring out His Holy Ghost, He's given us all things. He's made us righteous. Let me hear you say, I am righteous. Amen. Praise the Lord. He's given us wisdom. Let me hear you say, I am wisdom. Amen. You've got Jesus living inside of you. I am a Christian. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm sanctified. I'm separated from the world. That's what you are. I'm the temple of God. God dwells inside of me. Hallelujah. I believe in the integrity of God's Word. It's backing me. I'm walking in His name. His name is backing me. He's given me His name. And my name is Christian. I have fellowship with God. I have God's faith because I have God's Spirit. Hallelujah. I walk in a new commandment. I'm a lover. I'm walking in a new will. I'm a new creature. You get the picture. Hallelujah. I have a new heart. I've been circumcised of the heart. The flesh has been cut away. That's me. I'm a Christian. Hallelujah. I have a new name. I'm a holy seed. My name is written down into heaven, the heavenly places. That's right. I sing unto the Lord a new song. I'm a new man. I've been set above all nations in the name of Jesus. That's me. I'm a Christian. I'm proud to be a Christian. Hallelujah. Are you proud to be a Christian? That's right. Word says that he's given us a new heaven. He's given us a new earth to go to. But we can live in heaven now because we've been set in the heavenly places. We can walk on this earth in the heavenly places. I'm a conqueror. I can overcome by the power of the Spirit of God inside of me. All that Christ is, you are today, my brother. Did you know that? Let me hear you say this. All that Christ is, All that Christ is I, am. I am. Because His Spirit, Spirit dwells in me. Hallelujah. Praise God. I have the mind of Christ. Praise God. You know, you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait one minute. We always say, oh, wait upon the Lord. Well, the Lord's waiting on you, my brother. He's waiting on you to pick up your responsibility to get into the Word of God, to meditate upon the Word of God, to stay in the Word of God, to live in the Word of God, and until you do, you will not be a prosperous person. I'm a prosperous Christian. That's right. I'm a prosperous Christian. Praise God. I prosper in all things because God has given me all things in Christ Jesus. We've got to change our way of thinking. Prophet Jeremiah said, How long wilt thou go, O thou backsliding daughter? For the Lord has created a new thing in the earth. A woman shall compass a man. That's Jesus. A new thing. Jesus is the new thing. For he shall save his people from their sins. He's a new thing. Emmanuel, God with us. But I got something else for you. The comforter today. God within you. That's who you are. You're a Christian. 
You're like Adam was before sin came into the world because sin has been done away with by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus wants you to do a new thing in this life. He wants you to preach the good news. Shut up talking about the bad news. I'm tired of hearing testimonies. I want to hear what Jesus is doing in our life now. All that old stuff has passed away. I forgot about those things. Behold, all things become new. You know, even the people that are in the congregation today, my brothers, even myself at times, we're saved today, yes. But God wants to do a new thing in our life. He wants us to quit thinking on the poverty level. Hear me now. He wants us to come up in the body of Christ and take our position as Christ and begin to move out in His power. Hallelujah. God wants to do a new thing. And if you don't get into the power of the Word of God, you won't do that new thing because that's the only way it can be done. You've got to change your way of thinking. A lot of us are hung up in our old carnal knowledge of the way we used to be many years ago. No more. That's got to be changed. You change it by the Word of God. Today you have the opportunity to make that decision. You have a choice. You can walk around this institution, be a powerless Christian, or you can walk around this prison being a powerful Christian for God. It's your choice. But I just want to know this morning, I want to ask the question, and I want you to ask yourself, how many of you today are rejecting the Word of God? How many of you today are rejecting to read the Word of God and what it says. Everything I've said today is in the Word of God. Everything i said. This is my deed to my Christian life. This is the way it's run. That's where I found out that I was a Christian and what I could do as a Christian. How long, let me ask you, are you going to reject the Word of God? How long are you going to reject to hear the Word of God? How long are you going to remain unprosperous? You cry out for prosperity. You cry out to be happy. You cry out to be plenteous in goods. You cry out to be blessed with the blessings of Abraham when he's already done it. You just got to get it in the Word and find out that he already has. He did all he's going to do up on Calvary. It's finished. It's given to you now. You just got to wake up and snap and say, Hey, you mean that's mine? Yeah, it's yours. Just wake up and say, Yeah, it's mine. I, I accept it. I take it. I'm going to begin to walk now in the heavenly places. I'm going to begin to do the Word of God. How long is it going to take? Open your eyes this morning. Open them and say, hey, you mean it says that about me and the Word of God? Yeah, it says it right in there. That's where I found it. I looked into the Word. I meditated upon the Word, and it was there. And I said, oh, man, I've got to change my way of thinking. I've got to make myself another set of rules, as Bob Dylan says. I've got to change my way of thinking. That was written by Bob Dylan. He used to be out there in that old world. You remember it? Boy, I used to love his music. But now he's changed his way of thinking. He's made himself a different set of rules. And here's your rules right here in the Holy Bible. And according to the way you get into these rules here, according to the way your life will be run, God wants you to be prosperous. He wants you to be healthy. He wants you to be healed. He wants you to be financially blessed. He wants you to have all things in Christ Jesus because he's given them to you. You know, being a Christian is like being married. You become one flesh with Christ. You get everything he's got. He's made a new covenant with you. you got everything he's got. You're one flesh with him, just as you're one flesh with your wife if you're married. You're to be one flesh with Jesus. You ever seen a 
bickering wife and a bickering old man fighting together. That's the way a lot of us Christians are today. If the wife would just submit herself to the husband, and if you'd just submit yourself to God and resist the devil, he'll flee from you. Begin to submit yourself to God. Submit yourself to his word. Begin to act the word. God wants you to prosper according to the way your mind prospers. You've got to change your way of thinking, brother. God wants you to go out and believe. And he says, these signs shall follow them that believe. They shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. They shall drink any deadly thing and it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. That's God's new thing. See, you can do that, my brother. But you've got to change your mind and begin to think that you can because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That's you. You say, well, if I go out and start doing all that, I'm going to be an oddball. Well, be an oddball. Be an oddball for the Lord. I'm an oddball for the Lord. And I know that I have a choice today. I can serve the gods of this world like Daniel denied and like he said, no, I will not serve the gods. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, I will not serve those gods of yours, Nebuchadnezzar. They tossed them in that fiery furnace and their Jesus was right inside of them because they were walking the word of God. And they did not compromise the complete whole word of God. And we're not to compromise today. And Jesus will be standing right there with you in those quads. Wherever you lay your hands upon the sick, God will be right there with you to heal that person. Because you're not compromising. And you know you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Today you have the choice. You know, Peter here and John, they told him, Hey, don't ever speak in that name again. And they said, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot help but speak of the things which we have seen and heard. I can't help but speak and see, uh, 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 speak and, uh, of the things that I've heard from the Word of God. I've heard about them now, and I can't help but tell you about the power that is in Jesus' name. You're a Christian. You've received His name. Let me hear you say, I'm a Christian. My name is Christian. I can do all things through Christ. Who strengthens me? Let me ask you something. Are you willing? That's all God wants. He wants you to be willing. He wants you to be willing to look into His Word and get off your old way of thinking and begin to accept the way God wants you to think. That's all He wants. I'd like for you to bow your head this morning. Just for a few seconds. And there's some of you this morning here that, that may have been spoken to, and this is just between you and God right now, okay? Just between you and God. If the Spirit has spoken to you this morning, and He's spoken to me, brother. I preached this to myself. I didn't only preach it to you. The Lord had to share it with me and say, Charles, this is what I want you to do before I could look out there at you and say, brother, this is what God wants you to do. How many want to do it? Raise your hand. How many want to do it? How many want to do the Word of God? How many want to get into the Word of God and begin to act and do the Word of God? What it says. Praise God. You can let your hands down. Now some of you here this morning may not be Christians right now. But you need to be a Christian before you can do anything in this world that's going to be of any value. If you're not a Christian in here this morning and you haven't changed your will, allowed your will to be changed, you hadn't changed your mind yet, you need to start changing your mind. You need to change your mind. That's all it is, just change your mind. Say, hey, I think I'll be a Christian now. 
Yeah, that's all there is to it. It may sound kind of funny, but hey, yeah, I'm going to be a Christian now. That's what God wants you to do. And as soon as you make that change of mind, you know what God will do? He'll change your heart just like that. <laughs> change your heart. And then you have you a different set of rules. You're going to start walking the way God wants you to walk instead of the way man wants you to walk. And I just want you to ask you to raise your hand right now if you want to commit your life to Jesus, if you haven't. Maybe everybody's in here is a Christian right now. Maybe everybody's in here a Christian. But if you're not a Christian, I don't want you to raise your hand if you're, not, if you're a Christian. But if you're a Christian, if you haven't accepted Jesus into your heart, I want you to raise your hand. I want you to raise your hand. Okay, now I want to ask that you come down to the altar, the ones that raised your hand, okay? Come down to the altar. We've got plenty of time here to take time with you, brothers. If you haven't received the will of God in your life, come down to the altar. If you haven't said yes to God, if you haven't changed your mind, I'd like to ask my brothers to come up and lead these brothers to Christ right now. If you haven't changed your mind, you've got to change your mind, brothers. You've got to change your mind. You just got to change. If you've already received Christ, don't come up. Now, if you've received Christ into your life, and this morning you've made a decision to begin to walk in the new thing, the new thing, the new way, I want you to raise your hand. If you've decided to, to, to get into the, to the Word of God, to begin to do the Word of God, I want you to raise your hand. Now, you're raising that hand to Jesus. Now, keep your hand raised now. And we're going to pray. Say, Father, I commit my right hand unto you. It's going to be into the Word of God. I'm going to thumb through the Word with this right hand. I ask that you lead me you direct me, you give me the desire, you give me the hunger, you give me the thirst to stay in your word. I believe you do it. And I believe you just did it. Because I believe that whatsoever I ask in the name of Jesus, it shall be done. So I am now hungry for the word of God. And it's in the name of Jesus I pray and commit my life to the Word of God so it will change my mind to God's way of thinking. In the name of Jesus, amen. Praise God. Let's continue to pray this morning for these brothers up here. It's dedicating their life to the Word of God, changing their mind, changing their way of thinking. Boy, I remember I was out in that old world for a long time, about 29 years. And I imagine if you look back, you can see that you were out there a long time too. And that was an old way, wasn't it? That was an old way of thinking. And God don't want you to think like that. God wants you to do a new thing. And we're going to start doing it today as we walk out of this service. We've already started right now. Stand up and greet your brother with a holy hug, okay? Stand up. Begin to do it right now. You said you were going to love. You said you were going to love one another. Begin to do it right now. See, we're lovers. We're lovers. Praise the Lord. See, bonds are being broken right now in the name of Jesus. You're a lover. You're a Christian. You're going to be in heaven forever together. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is just beginning. It's never going to end. It's never going to end. It's just beginning. You're going to be loving forever, hallelujah. Praise God, you're going to be loving forever. Let's all stand now and sing the closing hymn to Jesus, okay?
We're going to stand and sing this closing hymn to the Lord, and I want you to sing.